everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby, and if you're brand new to the show, the show is all about a little well-known card game called Magic the Gathering. So on today's episode, we brought on none other than Jessica, a.k.a. Inkland Customs. You may know her as the one who makes a lot of cool, awesome token art out there on Twitter and has been around a lot of Magic Fest slash GP slash Star City Opens, uh, selling her art as well, too, on tokens. Uh, brought her on and we discussed uh, her you know, career as being a token artist and how she's got into that. And we talked anime, magic, um so much other stuff too it was a really awesome conversation and i hope you all really enjoyed as well too but before we get into the interview um i just want to say a little few things um you can find this podcast on itunes google play stitcher TuneIn radio and spotify and hopefully soon amazon as well um if you want to help support the show you can help support the show at patreon at patreon.com slash and you can find me on twitter at magic on instagram at magic underscore with underscore zuby and you can email me with any questions that may have at mtgzuby at gmail.com and we have two quick little commercials and we will get right on to the interview and please help welcome jessica aka inkling customs well hey there zoe why the long face there chum i just want to order some magic cards but the shipping was too expensive too expensive? Well, did you know if you go to LegitMTG.com, you can order any Magic cards, and anything over $2 or more has free shipping. Wow, free shipping at LegitMTG.com. That's amazing. You heard that right, Zoe. Free shipping at LegitMTG.com with any order over $2 or more. Be sure to visit today and get the best deal on Magic Singles and Magic Sealed product available. And that is how you beat the latest standard meta with Abzan. Ugh, it feels like there's no magic content out there for someone like me. Someone who doesn't want to be competitive. Someone who is... Who is... Anormie? Yeah, exactly! Anormie! Well, have I got the show for you. The all-new Magic for Normie show. Hi, I'm Pixie. And I'm Zuby. Together, we host the all-new Magic Magic for for Normies. It is the Magic the Gathering show for all your normie needs. We don't care what deck got into the top eight or what deck is winning. We care about having fun playing Magic. That's right, Pixie. You can watch us on Pixie's Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash pixiekittenplays and catch the VOD on our YouTube channel, Pixie Kitten Plays. If audio is your thing, you can find episodes on the Magic Wazubi RSS feed. Magic for normies. So we're doing this live. Well, not really live right now. It's recorded. Um, <laughs> uh, Zuby here, and I've got none other than Jessica, a.k.a. You probably know her better as Inkling Customs. How are you doing tonight? I'm tired. I'll be honest. It's been a long day. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> it's been a long year, to be honest. Yeah, and it's already almost over. Can you believe it? Right? Like, it's, what is time? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. But I'm glad we're finally doing this. It's like, what, our third attempt? Yes. I think. Third time's <laughs> <a> the <different>, right? <laughs> I felt so bad the first time. It's like, we, we had... 20 minutes to go and then i get a call from my job like hey something's down we need you i'm like fuck <laughs> no 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 you're you're fine you're all the time so 
Yeah. No, but thank you for understanding that. And I'm glad we're finally doing this. Um, yeah. And uh, I wanted to bring you on to because I see you. I mean, I think I feel like you're pretty well known in magic, you know, with your with your tokens and your going. You went to a lot of GPs or magic fests before the whole world stopped. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm so sad. I miss those so much. <laughs> right. It's um, uh, Pixie and I were just talking that. We were originally like because we started Magic for Normies, you know, beginning of the year. And we've been talking like, hey, let's do Vegas. Like we both had Vegas ready and scheduled and all that. And yeah, because we wanted to meet some of our normie fans and all that stuff. And then mm-hmm. I, I, I think I I ended up canceling Vegas back in April because like I had yeah. already, everything already booked and all that. I just had to buy the plane tickets. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that sucked really sucked yeah we we tried to because like right when everything was beginning we're like ooh, let's let's take advantage of these cheap like plane tickets right (laughs) oh my gosh yeah what can you do nothing (laughs) and not much um so how you've been holding up during this what have you been doing um i have just been hanging out in my house and doing the art (laughs) thing full time it's really exciting How's that going, by the way? It's going well. Uh, I was struggling a little bit because everything in the world was going on. It was yeah. a little overwhelming, but yeah. I'm back on track. I'm trying to keep myself busy. No, I know what you mean. It's um it keeps me sane. <laughs> yeah, I, I saying much. Yeah, it's I'm I'm kind of thankful my job is picking back up like mm-hmm. pace and all that. Cause I work in healthcare and a lot of my okay. job depends on elective surgeries. So when they stopped all that or er, like mm-hmm. early on in the pandemic, it's like, I'm just sitting around doing nothing and I'm just yeah. like, uh, am I going to be fired or something? Or am I going to be <laughs> No, I mean, th- thankfully, you know, none of that happened, but it's, it was, I mean, I think like everybody it was a scary time and just, we had no idea what was going to happen. <laughs> I know like the first time it really hit me what like was when I went to the grocery store and like was like oh I heard I heard this this sickness is going around maybe I should like stock up on some like hand sanitizer cuz I worked at a comic book shop yeah and like it was cleared and I was like hmm this is interesting yeah uh, wh- where 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 do you uh where do you live? Uh, I live in Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh, okay, okay. So you're sort of in the middle of the country there. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Good old Midwest. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I'm down in Florida with crazy Florida man. Uh, <laughs> you're peeking around the corner. Um, mm-hmm. But um, so I, I remember when it really hit for me was when I couldn't find any toilet paper, and that didn't that didn't start happening till about April for us. Cause yeah. like, it was. I, I go by GPs, so it was or maybe this wasn't open. It was in Detroit. We were supposed to go, and they canceled it. And then yeah, we were like, yeah, oh, wasn't that back in like, March or something? They were supposed to. Yeah. Uh huh. I think so. It feels like a million years, but then like it does. Until like a Sam's Club and like everything was just cleared. It was so 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not too uncommon to see that in Florida, like especially during hurricane season and all that, especially yeah. when, you know, a hurricane's coming. But there's always toilet paper. It's <laughs> it, it's usually like uh, water and every other drink is gone and you're just like, OK, whatever, I'm just going to go freeze water, put it in my freezer yeah. or something or fill up a bathtub. Um, mm -hmm. and so, but when the toilet paper disappeared, we're just like, oh shit, what are we going to do? Cause I've got two daughters and my wife and it's like four of us here. We're like, oh damn, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like even paper towels were all gone too. Yeah. It, it was, was, it was like just tissue paper. I'm like, oh, it worked. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, I bought I bought boxes of tissues. I mean, I've still got so many paper towels in the closet, and it's um, I mean, it doesn't go bad at least. Yeah. Go wrong. So, how long have you been doing the uh, Inkling Customs going on for now? I want. I think I became aware of your work a couple years ago, like 2017, 2018 or something like that. Or. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. It is blurring together. Uh... <laughs> right. I think it's been four or five years now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I did, like, uh, there was a, a local, like, pop culture con. I started there <laughs> with my tokens. People didn't even buy them for... <laughs> what got me was because the year before... Um, Two famous YouTubers came, Jacksepticeye and Markiplier. Okay. And then the year after, everybody came, and they just wanted their merch. So I just drew a ton of those and sold a bunch, and that was oh, how wow. I got started. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, and then I started going to Star City Opens, um, and it was doing around like because we're the we're in the midwest so we tried to hit up as many like midwest as possible like shows yeah. um and then uh then when like the the platinums they stopped doing their token i offered i was like like yeah if you want to make you some <laughs> um <laughs> which was really cool like such a cool experience they're all like, super nice, such sweethearts. We had so much fun making them. Uh, and then Channel Fireball reached out to me and was kind enough. And he's like, hey, you want to go to Magic Fest? And we're like... <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. That was pretty much what I was doing. Still just shenanigans. Happening. Right. But I'm still, like, making stuff. Um, focusing more on commissions right now. Because uh, I was working another job, like... I had a, I was working at a comic shop before and then mm -hmm. I got laid off. Um, and now I'm just kind of focusing on the art stuff now, so, nice. which is awesome. Nice. So what's, um, what's it like being a vendor at a magic fest or an open? Um, what's something that maybe people out there that don't know when you're just having to be a vendor there? A lot of fun. It's, like for vendors, it's really funny because they're you get your like break, uh, when rounds are going on. Yeah. You get this rush of people when they're done playing, and then you get this like quiet time. 
really concentrated <laughs> whatnot. Um, but usually, like, because I'm lucky enough, my fiance Chad uh, travels with me, so he kind of handles the booth, and I'm just like head down, like scribbling away, because I I do like custom tokens. Yeah, and those are super fun because uh, usually people will get like their favorite characters or a funny idea or like a little memory or a gift for somebody at home. <laughs> oh, that's good. So he handles the business side of it while you get to do the art. Yeah, we're yeah we're a good team. He like actually majored in business. Art <laughs> so what is it that you exactly make? Uh, for people who may not know, I mean, I I know you're. You're popular for the tokens. What else is there anything else that you make? Um <laughs> I I started getting into like playmats and stuff, but it's mainly the tokens. I think I'm most known for um the like personalized tokens. Yeah. Like especially like players. Yeah, like I know Pixie has her own set of tokens and Yeah, like yeah. Um and I think I've seen like what Emma Handy and um Yeah and Handy. I oh, you actually got a little binder of all the Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Binder, like all the people and I get them to like sign it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, in case in case you don't for people listening to the audio, she's got this little binder and um looks oh, like a lot of the fun. players. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Um it, she's got a little binder and has signatures of all the people that you've made. Do, do you have signature of everybody that you've made tokens from? I or? sometimes miss them. <laughs> Usually they're like, like, hey, and I give them their tokens and then they have to run off. Yeah. Busy professional players. Yes, um, very. But it's okay. I think my favorite might be the Keithler brothers. They were so adorable, and their mom was so excited. They actually sent me a picture of the pose they did in the token. Wait. She did it for, like, a Christmas present. Who are they again? I don't... Oh, it's it's these three brothers. Uh, I think Quinn still plays. But they were the Keeper bros. Why do I... I do not remember them. Oh, don't worry. It was a while ago. Yeah. See, that's where I'm like, I've seen players come and go. <laughs> yeah. They they were super adorable and like super hardworking too. Um, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, like I said, I think the youngest one, Quinn, might have moved on to Hearthstone. Maybe. Oh, the okay. One, she just kind of grew away from it. That's the that's the game, isn't it? <laughs> You grow Pretty much. out of it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um how long Are you have you excited for the new set? Oh, Zendikar? Um yeah. Pixie and I were just talking about that on our podcast and I mean there's still some I mean, e- even now, there's probably spoilers coming out right now as we're recording this, and I'm just some of them seem really crazy good, and a lot of them, um, like that whole party mechanic with the D and D set coming out next year. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about it. I love it. That seems really fun. Uh, are you a fan of D and D? I'm. I I've been like listening into this really cool group every once in a while, but I haven't quite dove into it. Ooh. The, you like, should. Char- character aspect. Oh, ro- role playing. <laughs> 
Oh, it's mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. Um, I mainly DM. Um, okay. And um, but I, I'm a player in one of the games with some of my coworkers, and it 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 can be so much fun, especially when you have a good group of people and they get really into it. Um, but oh my god, it's it's worth trying out because I'm even doing a game with uh Pixie, my daughter. Um, uh, you know, young Rhino. Or yeah. yeah, MTG yeah. Rhino. I'm doing a game with him, his dad, and his sister too. Uh-huh. Uh, DMing for all them, and it's uh, it's just a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, he he he's getting so into it too. Like he 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 plays a little gnome wizard, and um, it's <laughs> it's some of the funniest thing where he's you know he's short, so it's a lot of short jokes, and you know, yeah. <laughs> but um. It, he's doing really well with it, and his dad's been a D and D player for a long time, so it's been um he's helping him out, and it's fun. My daughter loves role playing. She she I mean you could probably just do the whole game with just role playing and never like any combat action or anything, and she'd be fine. Which um you need to try it. You need to try okay. it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's worth it. It's it's so much fun. It's um. And one of the things that I like about D&D compared to, mm-hmm. I mean, we all know magic is super expensive as a hobby. Like, I mean, it can be as cheap as you want it to be, but, you know, ingrained magic players like to spend a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting more into EDH. Um, yeah. <laughs> and especially when new sets come out or and you're trying to mm-hmm. power up your decks. But um, with D&D, pretty much you could play it. Wizards probably won't like me saying this, but you could essentially play it for free. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you, you pretty much, the things that you really need um, are just pen and paper, really. Mm-hmm. And that's all that's you need. That's what it seems like. I mean, yeah, it, it's good to have the, the rule books and all that, but if your yeah. friends have the rule books and, you know. Pe- well, and even, uh, I know the starter like all the character sheets and the guy like i think the rules and yeah dice. yeah it's some of the basic rules of it um it doesn't mm-hmm. get too deep into it and it comes with a starter campaign and that starter campaign's really a lot of fun i've run through that a couple times and um mm-hmm. I, I ran through it with my kids and my wife and they loved it um it's a lot of fun so or do I just need to bring you onto my D and D game with Pixie and I? And <laughs> see, that's my only problem. I'm like, that's a lot of time because aren't don't they go on for like an hour or two? Or how well, long do you? Well, we play about three hours, and it and exactly. it and and it's every other week we do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, because right. um, it's and well, plus we're taking a break right now because. This whole month of September, I'm working like crazy amount of hours. So mm. we're not even going to play again till like mid-October, I think. Because okay. I, I just told them like we have to take a break. But I ended on such an awesome cliffhanger for them too. And <laughs> Ooh, so mean. I know, but it was it was great. It was great. There, there's an invasion of orcs and goblins coming to... Uh, fight the the area of elf and human farmers and all that stuff and <laughs> and they allied themselves with some giant spiders in the forest P- pixie and her crew did not the orcs and goblins 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were. I, I think some of them were too happy with me when I was when I introduced the spiders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, definitely worth trying. And at least if you're ever interested in like learning how to play or anything, it's mm. I'm more than happy to teach. Um, it seems very daunting at first, and it is. It's mm. very daunting to like create a character and all that. And it yeah, it that was like one of the first things I did when I was because I played D and D before. Four, like fifth edition came out i played some of the older ones but with mm-hmm. this when the new edition came out i started it three years ago and i think once i learned the basic rules i created i don't know how many character sheets just to get the understanding of how to create characters and yeah so it's a lot of fun. i mean even three years into this i still don't know all the rules because there's just so <laughs> many of them it's the same with magic like, <laughs> oh yeah I feel like sometimes there's like Judge, um, right? I don't know how does this interact with each other. <laughs> oh, right! Like when I'm playing e- uh, EDH on my streams, it's like I barely know how to play the game, and yet I, mm-hmm. yeah, I do a podcast about it. <laughs> I know. I was like so nervous at first because I've been, I like miss people. Yeah, and I've been like, hey, like if you need anybody for EDH, I'm not really great, but like maybe I'll be entertaining. <laughs> Um, and at first I was really nervous, but then I realized, like, especially with EDH, at least, it seems like it's not really, you know, about the game. Well, like, it is the game, but, like, it's not about winning, it's just more about having fun. Yeah, having fun and doing shenanigans and... Yeah, just doing, like, ridiculous stuff. All that jazz, so... And especially if you get a good group of people to play with Mm -hmm. like some of the people on my discord they're so much fun to play with and um you know sometimes we do bring out our dumb degenerate decks and just yeah just like try to go ham on each other but then we'll play you know goofy pre-con decks like have you seen the uh oh the ashaya card from zendikar the, the new zendikar or what um, it, I, I get distracted by the art. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably read what it does. It um, it it's power and toughness equals to the amount of lands you have out on the battlefield, and I think it has a landfall trigger or something. I don't know, something like that. Oh wait, no, no, it says non-token creatures are forest lands in addition to their other types. Uh huh. So my ho- my whole goal for that deck is to make that the commander, make that creature the commander, have about 70 lands, and then have like a bunch of ramp spells and maybe some equipment to protect it, and that's it. Mm. My only creature. I, I, I don't I think that's I, I don't think I could lose. Yeah, like play play, like oh no zuby's casting it again it's a 50 50 when it hits the battlefield yeah don't worry about it it's just it's got shroud hexproof trample and you know indestructible yeah don't don't worry forget about it (laughs) (laughs) oh man but that um it's it's stuff like that that I love with EDH, just doing silly stuff. Um, what are what are some of the EDH decks that you like to play? Uh, I am really enjoying 
Otami right now. Uh, the mutating. Oh yeah. Little dragon dude. He's yeah, a dragon. Like just... Well. Is he a dragon? He looks. He looks like toothless. Hold on, hold on. Let me. Cousins of toothless. Is he a dragon? I'm pull. I'm pulling up. Maybe he is a dragon. Hold on. He does kind of look lizard. a giant lizard or something. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Can you see it? Maybe. I don't know. He just like the 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 playfulness and yeah, like, the way his face it looks like toothless. So I thought he was a dragon. I could be wrong. Who the um, heck knows? Um, I I I named that deck uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Otrimi because it was um great. I don't have any turtles in the deck though. That's what I'm missing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have Karametra, but I just upgraded to Estrid. Estrid. Uh, oh, is that the yeah. Planeswalker one? Yeah, the Mask Lady. Oh, no. Uh, I haven't got quite used to that, because I actually got the list off of BDM. Um, and he's very good. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. I, I like building, like, pillow forts and then attacking them. Uh-oh. Either like really aggressive stuff or like really slow, do nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I think for me. I usually just try to. I'm so used to because my fiance Chad uh plays Shroom, so I'm Shroom. like oh okay yeah anti artifact. Uh oh. So usually I'm just trying to kill him, <laughs> so everybody else can have fun. <laughs> oh man, that's like um. My wife used to play Magic with us for a little while there, and she used to play EDH. The at the time I had um maybe like seven to eight EDH decks, and I had mm -hmm. her try each one. The only deck she liked because she would win every single time was mm -hmm. Slivers. Hey, that's a good one. There's lots of oh, it, it was cool. way too damn good. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That used to be Roman. Well, I guess it's still Roman. <laughs> Yeah, it can be. It can be. But then she just stopped. She would never play anything else because she'd be like, no, I want to win all the time. And that makes sense. I built her an angel deck one time and she really liked that because she, she did, uh, like you were saying, like as she built it um like pillow fort and all mm -hmm. that where you couldn't really swing in and attack her. And then she would just gain so much life and all yes. that. And just it'd be... I think you'd end up decking yourself before you could even kill her or anything. Yeah. yeah, that was like five, six years ago. God, that was a long time ago. Um. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um. So, oh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about EDH. Um. One of the things that I like that that I really like with EDH is trying to build around the commander. Like, if the commander does something fun or unique. Um, mm. like I just recently built, uh, Winota, the, the one from Ikoria, the, the Boros one. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I built it, but with a Zendikar allies. Ooh. So it's okay. pr pretty gross. Um, yeah. cause all the allies trigger off each other and Winota yeah. can get humans out from your deck and trigger off more allies. 
yeah, I got a really big lashing from Pixie on that deck. Um, because I had no idea the deck was gonna do so good. I'm yeah. thinking like it's Bor, no. like it's Boros. Like Boros is never really very good in EDH. Oh. <laughs> terrible allies. And I was oh, playing against, terrible. I was playing against like two blue decks too. So I'm thinking, okay, someone's gonna counterspell me, right? Or someone's gonna yeah. board wipe me? Nope. Never happened. So, and I got, yeah, I everybody got so mad at me, and it's like I don't blame you. <laughs> I got mad at myself. <laughs> uh, it happens. Tell them to play better. Ah, right, <laughs> right, and get better. Jeez. Um. So, we're gonna definitely get you on D and D. That's for sure. Um, All right. <laughs> you, you, ooh, ooh, ooh. So, okay, this is what you got to do. Okay. Help you out with your uh your business here. All right. Oh. You, you start doing this now. You start making D and D tokens for the upcoming D and D set. Oh yes. Like yes. you you could research a lot of the popular um D and D characters mm -hmm. and all that. Ooh. Uh, let me know when you get them because I'll buy like all of them off you. <laughs> okay. Right. I know. I still like. I've been like trying to catch up on tokens. I'm so far behind on um like regular tokens and i'm just like ah so i definitely need this but i'm trying to catch up before october because i have a fun idea so when you're when new sets come out um so you do a lot of commissions for people and all that yeah. but when new sets come out do you try to do tokens for like new yeah. set themes and all that um yeah uh yeah i yeah, I was really good about, you know, keeping up, um, but I think I'm, like, two sets behind right now. Um, usually I just see what, like, people are playing, uh, and then, you know, find stuff. Something different. The beautiful art that they already have. <laughs> so what, um, what set are, have you been working on lately? Um... Have you done any Theros or Ikoria? No, those were the ones. Yeah, I was gonna say it was the. I just remember sharks. I needed to make like I want. I have um. That was Ikoria with the for the, the, the Sharknado. Yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah, it was basically the, the mutate stuff. I had ideas for, and then I just kind of put it on the back burner. But so we'll see. Mainly, I'm like, I want to use them. Right. I'm going to make them for myself, <laughs> even though nobody uses those. Uh, no, shark, really, Sharknado like, ones would be cool. Right? Yeah. I had some fun ideas with those. I kind of wanted to do, like, Ikea sharks. Because they're Ikea so sharks? What? You haven't seen the Ikea shark game? No. Hold on, hold on. Um. Yeah, so I got to look this up right now. So, Ikea yeah. sharks? Yeah, sharks. It's it's just a stuffed animal, and this person bought one and like made it their child. <laughs> like has picture, and I think even IKEA has played off on this, where like they'll have IKEA shark in like the living room settings, like they're set up. I, I see IKEA They're sharks like, in like business settings, like in a conference yeah. room in a in an office. Yeah, <laughs> I've never heard of life. this. 
So is this like a stuffed animal IKEA sells or something? Yeah, it's like it's huge. Like this. Oh, this okay. Big. Because the pictures um, don't make it make seem like it's very big. Yeah. Um, no. Um, oh dang. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they are. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, I think it started with this one girl. She like bought one, and then she like took a picture of it like in her car with a seatbelt. And then, like, was tucking it in and had it at the table. <laughs> it was really fun. Okay, yeah. You need to do the Ikea shark <laughs> Ikea shark for the token for the yes. shark typhoon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be that'd be great. <laughs> just have, like, a couple of them just in various stances or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. This one of the Ikea sharks trying to eat a cat. So oh, my cute. God. It's, oh, Ikea sharks with a chef chef hats <laughs> yeah it just kind of it was oh one of those God. things that kind of grew i think it was like a few years ago i never got... heard of this it's it's Dude. awesome there's That's so a... many freaking memes i can't you can't keep up with them nowadays. oh my gosh it's... they have like a lifespan of like a day if that right it's like if if it's popular in the morning like by the mm-hmm. time it's the evening time you're like yeah okay i'm done with it it's, it's old mm-hmm I think that my theory is the turning point was probably Bowsette. That was the time when I was like, it just seemed like overnight, all the artists made like a ton of fan art. I was just like, where did this all come from? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, the. Survived. Yeah. Well, it still survives. I I still see stuff every once in a while. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. No, I remember the Bowsette one. Um. Do you remember um do you remember Rage Comics? Yes. When they were like a thing and like how funny they were and they were everywhere and now it's they're completely gone. I mean, yeah. a lot of the the regular memes like uh what is it Confession Bear um the isn't there a duck one or something? Um I can't remember, but I mean Oh, the like optimistic dog and the, the like power babies. He's like, Ugh. yo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are we talking about whale? The oh, I guess they would be considered old now. Shit, God, it was like it, early two thousand. Well, no, two thousand tens, I think. Yeah. Shit. Am I? Anybody listen to this? They're like, how old are you guys? Like that was so, <laughs> you know, freaking. <laughs> oh hey, I remember this. <laughs> it seems like yesterday. <laughs> it really does. I I just because I was in art school and like those were really big, or at least I had access to the interwebs. Oh god! In high school, I had the the dial up. Scary. Okay, am I like aging myself here? You're saying you were like in oh. school when the in the early 2010s. Um. Yeah. Oh man, I must be old. So I, I I mean I graduate I'm thirty. Oh, okay, so you're not that much younger than me. I'm yeah, I'm not like okay super young. Oh, I, just I don't act young. I mean I don't know. <laughs> I mean people are always surprised. They're like, "How old are you?" I'm like, "I'm thirty. They're like, "What?" Like, uh, so, so yeah, because I started college in 2004, got done by 2006. 
I only got, I got I actually went to art school too. I went for graphic design. Ooh. Um, if you were to ask me to draw anything, I'd be like, nope, can't do it. Hey, there's different <laughs> forms of artwork, so that's okay. I, I I used to be pretty decent at it. My I remember. Mm-hmm. I think it got lost during one of the moves, but I think I've said this before on my show, my favorite art piece I ever did, and I might have a picture of it somewhere on MySpace, if that still exists, <laughs> is still does. I, did, I did a realistic like black and white portrait of Nicolas Cage, and it looked so fucking awesome. Sounds great. And uh, but it's it's long gone though. Like the physical art is long yeah. gone of it. But was, I, I was like so proud of it though. It was um, it took, it, it was it was hard. <laughs> you need to um, you need to find or you need to see if it's still on MySpace and repost it. Oh God! Twitter. Didn't they get rid of like all the all the accounts or something for it or like all the personal oh. accounts? I have no yeah, idea. Maybe you could do the the time machine. Ooh, thing. that's a good idea. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Um, There's, yeah, yeah. But when I was in school, um, this was back. This was back during Photoshop seven. Um, mm-hmm. uh, before it was like Photoshop CS whatever. Um, and then it was before Adobe even bought Flash. It was Macromedia Flash. Shows how <gasps> old it was. I think my favorite class I did, though, for during my whole art, uh, whatever you call it, the two years of my AA degree, or, yeah, AA degree, um, mm. was the photography class. Because we had to go into the, you know, use real film and had to go in the dark lab and everything. And, like, that was so yeah. much fun, like, getting to Ugh. do that smell yeah yeah i mean and then then when we went to digital cameras it wasn't Mm. as fun but um yeah i always liked sneaking around because uh i went to herring school a lot and they had like a whole department for the photography in the basement uh like sneaking down the lane (laughs) (laughs) what uh what did you go to like what did you major in uh, majored in general fine arts with a minor in uh book arts. <laughs> okay. They didn't have it, or they, I did focus in drawing and illustration because they didn't have a program for illustration, of course, till after I graduated. Right. I graduated. Okay. Um, I kind of did everything though. I I thought I was gonna be like printmaking for a while and it was very interesting i don't know if it's the same way well i don't think so i think it's gotten better but nobody likes illustration they're just like oh really to do the art (laughs) and i'm just like but i could create something and get money (laughs) right but i don't know it's very very intriguing experience. Sometimes I miss it, and then other times I don't. But, I don't know. I, that is the one thing. Like, again, I miss this Magic Fest. Yeah. Is just seeing all the artists there. Because they're so cool. I love chit-chatting them all. Aaron Miller's super cool. Post is always good to see. And po- the times I've met Post, he was pretty cool. Um, Did you ever meet a Randy Gallegos? 
He's one of the ones that I really took a liking to. Um, he uh, does a lot of video game art too. Oh, okay. He does. Um, no, it, I don't think I have. It, it's not like video game, like stills of video games or something. Like he'll take, he'll try to draw like or paint. I can't. I can't remember if it's drawing or painting. Um, uh-huh. I have. I have some of his video game tokens. I got to look at it. It's um. He'll take, uh, like, he'll try to just paint, like, the systems or the controllers in a, like, lifelike fashion and all that. And it looks really good, too. So, and he's a really, all the times I've met him, he was a really cool dude. Um, at RK Pose, he was cool. Um, at who else? There's what John Avon, I know I met him a couple times. Um, seemed really chill. And all that. Yeah, that was that was my thing before I like was making art. I would we would go because we've been like just traveling to events like for, for a long time. Um, but I would play and then I would drop out and then I would just like <laughs> hang out in artist alley and chat with them. They were usually all really cool. That's good. That's good. Um, did you like uh the change to um? Because what is it? Channel Fireball got the the rights to GPs back, what, 2018, I want to say? I yeah. Think, I think it was. Do you like Do you like what they kind of did with GPs? Because um, I think a lot of the complaints, and I'd be curious to hear from like a vendor's perspective, because just a lot of complaints that I've heard from a player's perspective was, and maybe it depends on which city it was in, too. Because okay. there was a few GPs I went to, like it felt kind of disorganized. Um, like events were running really late, and sometimes the computer system would mess up a lot. Um, do you feel that there was any kind of big change when Channel Fireball took it over, when you were vending for them before uh, they took it over? Vending wise, well, like I remember the days where were there for like 12 13 hours you know playing all day Mm -hmm. um when they took over the magic fest um there i had been to a few gps where yeah it would run late like there were some companies that it did seem a little disorganized and when channel fireball now i didn't go to them right away um but when i started vending with them it seemed very organized and i i liked the environment that they had created it was more of a con feel or it seemed like they were trying to go for that yeah um which i appreciate as a casual player now i don't know about you know the more competitive ones like players i i felt like they Still enjoyed it. Um, I love the pro shop they ended up opening up after a while. The mm-hmm. so, like so much merch you'd only be able to ever order online, and yeah, you know, now it's like, like right uh, at your fingertips. Like a lot that that was probably one of my favorite new things they did um, mm. for the Magic Fest. But I guess as a vendor, you felt it was was it easier to work with them with that, and so one business instead of who yeah. knows who's running that GP. Yeah, exactly. Like now you have to 
you only have to work with like one person like i was still going to a few um uh star city opens too um and that's still just one really... company though right because star city would yeah. run all those yeah yeah i was gonna say i see like i never i i did one gp and that was with star city um mm -hmm. that was like their last one it was in and that was it. And before they transferred to Magic Fest, and um, yeah, we tried reaching out, and it didn't work out. And yeah, we were just lucky enough for them to notice us. Cool. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they were always super helpful, and like their team's great. I miss them. I just miss everybody. But it, yeah, I feel like. All the come I I think like seems like magic at least from my perspective. There's always some like growing pains, and yeah, I think it depends on you know the the, the location. Um, because it was really interesting. Like you know, uh, we went to a Star City Open in Vegas, and we thought you know that would be big, but. That was it was either a week before or after um thanksgiving mm -hmm. so there weren't as many people but yeah i, I can see that like you know the gp or magic fest um we heard like those were really good and then we actually went to one last year and it was insane there were so many great people that was such a fun i'm yeah I know. I like saw on my planner that it was like because what it was last weekend. Yeah, I, th I think it was. was. Yeah, it was supposed to be last week. Um, I was just like, <laughs> and let me take a look at my. Yeah, last week it was supposed to be in Vegas. Yeah. <sighs> oh well. But you know, at least we have the internet where we can like right. Shit that, you know? Right. Imagine if the pandemic took down the internet. <laughs> Yeah. There'd be yeah. world chaos. <laughs> We'd have problems. <laughs> I think I think there would be a literal World War Three at that point. But then I don't how would I don't think anyone would know it would be happening though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would just be a hot mess. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. We'd have to go back to, to newspapers because oh, pretty much all TV is digital or satellite now. So yeah. You, there's no analog TV anymore. So, mm -hmm. oh my God, that's a scary thought. Um, so that's good to hear because it's, and, and I'm not trying to talk bad about Channel Fireball. I, I maybe yeah. it maybe it is the size of the city or something because the ones that I've been to in Orlando and Tampa, uh were pretty bad. Like in terms of just everything being organized. When I went to Dallas and Atlanta, and when I went to Atlanta twice, they were uh -huh. like perfect. So okay, yeah. So, I was just say I haven't been to either of those cities, and yeah, maybe it was just so. Maybe it's like size wise, because Orlando and Tampa were much smaller compared to like Atlanta and Dallas and all that. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know how they do it, but um, now that's good to hear that um, it seems like it, it sounded like it was a good experience doing that. Um, has there been any talks from Channel Fireball about starting up Magic Fest next year or? They haven't reached out or anything or No, they were they were so kind and 
um, reached out for their magic fast, yeah, magic fest in a box. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of my tokens to put in those. Oh, that's cool. Um, but other than that, I really haven't heard too much. That's okay. It seems like the and they were very nice. Um, they let me have a slide on their stream too, like promote my stuff. So oh, it's awesome. like they were trying to work with the artists um, quite a bit. I don't know. They've they've always been. No, it's good. Yeah, I mean, I've never. Yeah, I've worked with them um, for some GPs just when they used to do the spell slinger events, um, and yeah. then um, I worked with them on, on this past command fest as well too. I got to say, that was nerve wracking doing that command fest and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, have you have you been a part of one of those streams with them? No, I'm usually on the sidelines. People. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was like nerve wracking as hell. Not so much. It wasn't so much playing, but at the same time, we're sort of on a time limit. So we have to play fast. And then, so, you know, all four of us were chatting, playing the game and all that stuff. Then on the corner of their eye, the audience couldn't hear, but we have some channel fireball, like producers in our ears saying, Hey guys, you got to speed it up. You guys be, we're like, Oh shit. <laughs> And it's nerve right when they're saying, hey, guys, you got to speed up. You got to speed it up because, you know, com commander game. You can't do a commander game in an hour unless you're playing like high power level or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And like, yeah, I was going to say, I felt bad for because I watched la last last one, some of them. Um, yeah. And I could tell some people were struggling because they hadn't played online really much yeah. before. And I feel like you need to have that because like. When I started, it was hard. You and you're like, "What is this card?" And how right. do I read it? And I don't want to. I don't want to ask people. Know, yeah, right? it's 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 a different experience because you can't just look at someone's card or grab their card from across the table and take a look at what it does and all that. And you got mm -hmm. and you have to be cognizant of what everyone else has too because it's so easy to forget. Like mm -hmm. you know, you've got a force of will in hand or something, and I can't. You know, I play a spell thinking it won't be countered. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it's fine. Yeah. I think that's why I, I tend to go with, like, Otrami. That's, like, more aggro and or the pillow fort one where it's, like, I don't really have to pay attention to what everybody else is doing. <laughs> I could just, you know, do my own thing. And if they kill me, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, it, um, it, it. Cause I've been playing on spell table a lot, like since the pandemic, yeah. I've been streaming it a lot. And, um, it's the, it took a big, it took a while to get used to. And then I had to take apart some decks that really relied on other people's decks, like any kind of thief decks or clone decks. Um, yeah. I, I took out, I pretty much took out every spell that would clone someone's thing or, or like, but. or take from their graveyard. I will suggest. Um, have you heard of Infinity Tokens? Oh yes, oh, I've got my my pack a, right here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I so so before this, it was very yeah. hard. Um, yeah. with this, with at least cloning, it's a lot easier. But like stealing people's cards, I yeah. I still find it to be a pain in the butt because then you're having to write down the card name and figure out what to do. But yes, with Infinity Tokens, it's I love it. It like one of the best best creations that they made for it.
so nice. I know, right? They do such a good job, like trying to support everybody. They'll jump in my stream and give shout outs and all that. And I'm just like, I'm fucking nobody. All right. Why are you coming in here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, they're awesome. Um, do you, do you know them or just know them through Twitter or anything? Just know them through Twitter. <laughs> is it just one person who did it or is it a team or? Two people. Okay. Um, uh, no one is a lady, but okay. we briefly chatted because we were like, oh, we got to support women. And I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we briefly chatted on uh, Twitter. And then, yeah, I've just seen them like on everybody's stream. And then I was like, hey, this is cool. I get to draw because <laughs> I make tokens. But I don't like this. Yeah. I find it boring. <laughs> I can, I I can see that. Why. I can see that. I ah. just don't like looking at my own art for too long. I like doing yeah. it and then like shoving it into the void and yeah, not I, thinking I, about it ever again. It's kind of like it's kind of like my podcast. It's I record yeah. it. Yeah. And I, I may listen to it just to make sure it sounds okay. It doesn't sound like complete trash. And then I'm like, all right, I'm done. So, yeah. yeah, I got more stuff to do. Yeah, so I know what you mean. Um, so one thing I want to bring up and talk to you about, I got a lot of questions about this one. Um, I think you are also known for something else on Twitter. Um, TikTok. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I got I, I got to first ask, what is the appeal of TikTok to you? Like I've I've honestly tried to get into it. Like I've made a few videos on it, but it's like. It, do, oh, it doesn't do it for me. No, 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 no. What your problem is, you, you probably didn't get on D&D TikTok, did you? No. No. See, that's your problem. I, I've only so, seen magic TikTok. There's, ma there's magic TikTok, which is great. I love the community that's going on there. I, I like to just try and find as many people and friends. Um, I think it's just, it reminded me of Vine, and I adored Vine. So I, um, I could never get into Vine either back when that was a thing. Well, maybe that. Do you, do you like the, like, you know, quick comedy, I guess? Are you, are you not into that? I don't know. I guess I could just, the scrolling aspect, I'm just like, I can spend hours. I actually had to take, I'm taking a break right now. Because <laughs> that was so bad. I like even I put a timer to where I can only watch it for an hour a day because I was watching it too much. Um, I don't know. It's just it's great because there's just a variety of people just creating shenanigans. Um, and there's yeah. just, and I feel like they play off each other, or at least for me, I feel like you know. It's a bunch of creatives, at least my For You page, was filled <laughs> with, like, LGBT content and a lot of, like, body positivity. Like, I love that so much. There's, uh, what is her name? Bay. Something Bay. And, like, she, like, there's just so many different people where they're comfortable in their skins. And mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, I want to be comfortable in and it's just been so cool. And like artists, 
gaming and like the D&D, I'll have to send you. There's one girl that's hilarious. She does these like little skits with D&D. And it's just silly shenanigans. And then there's the like random just (laughs) out of like it's just like why were you like videotaping? And and it fascinates me. I think that's what really fascinates me. Especially with the internet in general. Is just trends. I love following trends and like trying to predict like, ooh, is this gonna be like fun? Like <laughs> I think this'll this'll catch on. You yeah. know? Um, and I felt that way with like TikTok. I was kinda like iffy at first, but then I like hopped on. Um, I think it was Athena when she like did a lot of those that's she's she's the cause of my addiction so, oh <laughs> um i i jumped on and i was like hey i think this is this is gonna be a thing and then like for the longest time i was like oh it's not, i don't want to like make anything but it's really like once you get past that and you just like put your stuff out there it's so fun i think that's with like any content though you're always like oh Pay attention to me, like I'm not that great. And then, yeah, you, know, you throw it out there, and people are like, "Hey, like that's that's cool." Like, oh, I like the way you put that. I like the way you. It's true. It's true. That's how I feel. Uh, at any like, I don't care like what content you're making. If you're an artist, you know, YouTuber, TikToker, whatever, like. You just got to make stuff and throw it on the wall, see what sticks. Pretty much, right? That's pretty much what I've been doing. <laughs> so, now, um, I think one of the things that I had issues with TikTok, because I do like short videos, because um, mm-hmm. I used to, like back in high school, I used to make a lot of like comedy videos. Like before YouTube was a thing, like before it ever yeah. existed, we would yeah, want each of us would have like our own video tape recorders, video tapes here. And we would, you know, record stuff and then actually have to splice it all together on like a digital editor. Oh my God. That thing was archaic as hell. Um, now that I think about it, you put the tape in the, the whatever you call it. Um, and then have to like render it through the computer and splice it and all that. Um, we used to make videos like that. And, um, a lot of and so I was thinking, okay, TikTok could be something similar, right? But oh my, the like, I I didn't like how rudimentary like the editing and splicing of it was. So the what I had to do was I had to so some of the stuff I made I had to make separate videos on my phone, you know, like separate little clips of like, okay, this is going to be one scene and then the other scene. And then I had to mm-hmm. add them all together on TikTok after I already edited them all down. And I'm just like, oh my God, that's a pain in the ass. I feel like, especially if people are already have, you know, editing skills. Um, I know, uh, trying to remember, Katie Blake. Um, she was having the same issues where she's like, this is just garbage. Like, why do you use this? I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. I just figured it out. <laughs> it's probably because I don't have any, like, editing training. I 
usually just use apps to like I just figure out what what the kids are doing. Right. Um, right. And play around <laughs> with that. I should probably like I have been seriously considering because the the editing does fascinate me, and I do have like have all the Adobe stuff to like use it. Actually, animation really intrigues me. I really want to get into that. So, what what is it the the After Effects you can do yeah. animation or something with Adobe mm-hmm. that looks cool I wish I I wish I had that shit when I was a kid like especially when I used to do those videos back in high school and all that before YouTube mm-hmm. I would have made mm-hmm. so much cool shit back then um we were lucky in high school we had a computer class we used I can't remember the life we learned Flash because this was we learned. Flash Illustrator. Um, Dreamweaver would have been one of them. That's the website one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, That's just what I remember in college. I'm trying to remember. There was a 3D one where you could like make little animations. Um, we did like 3D modeling. Oh really my god! Um, back then, so I made a wolf running. But if you looked at the wrong angle, you'd see like her leg floating. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about, but I cannot remember the name. But wasn't that part of the Macromedia suite? Yes. That wasn't part of Adobe. Yeah, because uh, because think... Adobe was more Photoshop, Illustrator, mm-hmm. and that was it really with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think there was there was no Flash was Macromedia. Oh, okay. And then there's the 3D. Oh my god, I I know when you're talking about it. And Dreamweaver was Macromedia as well. Uh-huh. That was before Adobe bought them up. But yeah, I can't think of the name of it. I know what you're talking about though, because I remember making yeah. um like little animated gifs or whatever in Flash, and then doing like little 3D stuff in that other program, and like back when animated gifs were a huge thing. Yeah. <laughs> Dancing baby. Oh my god. Classic. Yes. Or or doing like Stickman uh, animated yes. gifts too. Those were great. Mm-hmm. Newgrounds. Do you remember Newgrounds? Yes. Oh my! I used they to do. lose myself in that. Like all the all the stupid Flash games and the or mm-hmm. the Flash movies. Like that 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 was I think the YouTube of our generation. I think. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Like, and you know what I found really fascinating with tiktok is what? now anime is a flex like being in the anime is is a what? popular thing and i was just like where was this when i was younger <laughs> oh not just cool. an, not just anime but like i talked to my kids how one everyone plays video games right mm-hmm. i remember growing up like you were a complete nerd dork geek you were made fun of to high hell if you played video games um People were not into magic or D&D or comic books. Like, I remember yeah. growing up in school, people would make fun of you for reading comic books and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. God forbid if you ever mentioned you liked anime, you were like, you know, oh, you're the weeaboo club or whatever. And Yeah, you're the weird <laughs> person that likes hentai because that's all anime was. Right. Back. Like, right, okay. the, the tentacles and all that. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, um, no, and it's... And now, now that I don't want this to come across wrong, it's like I'm happy that like my kids are growing up in an accepting time like that. But there's also mm. a part of me that's like, 
fuck you. You, you don't know what I went through. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. No, no, no. We should just be proud. We oh, I am. It's like. The the backbone to the gay community. Or wait, what is it? Um, the foundation. We walked so you could run. <laughs> <laughs> we had to walk five miles up and downhill just, just to play to our video them. games. Just to watch our <laughs> anime. <laughs> oh, dude, I remember like anime music videos you had to wait like hour. oh my god right <laughs> oh my god i okay so that that reminds me so back in high school i had this uh girlfriend um mm. she i don't know i i think she bought them online or something but she would have she would have the freaking anime scoop i would go to her house like all the time and we would just watch like the weirdest animes like that and, and none of them were like really bad per se but just like some really weird premises um i can't even remember like half of them what they were um but it but she was also the one like where i got to see all of the japanese dragon ball z as well too like yes. before dragon ball z like fully came out in america and all that like, hell mm -hmm. yeah, I already know what happens, guys. All right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Um, yeah, it was the weirdest thing. Like, it it was it was cool in a sense. It was sort of like a cult thing, too, because you and your friends would pass around VHS tapes. Like, hey, watch these, like, ten episodes of Ninja Scroll or Roroni Kenshin or something or Demon Slayer or something mm -hmm. be like yep and they may not even be 10 episodes in perfect order it's just 10 random episode and you got to watch it and then if you wanted to know more about what happened in the show go find the anime music video to <laughs> try to figure out <laughs> what's going on yeah i gave up on the like the anime stuff it was more manga for me it was more you could access it except i do remember what was You could buy DVDs from there, like from Japan. Yeah. It took forever. Right. So. Yeah, I I remember buying um when the dot hack games came out for PlayStation. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember I because I bought all four dot hack games and they all came with like the anime the the little mm -hmm. like twenty minute episodes in each game. So, but I really yeah. want and that that game I think took place after the original anime. So I'm like, I really wanted to know what the hell happened. So I bought something like some probably not so legit site. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, like dot hack anime and I waited like I think like over a month to get it and it's like the best thing ever. I loved that that anime. I love those games too. They were so good. Um I I, I know what you mean with the manga now. I am reading um, a lot more manga nowadays. Um, I'm actually rereading One Piece right now. Oh my. Good luck, man. I'm, I'm almost to chapter 700. I've been reading it for like the past month and a half. It's, uh, um... Good on you. Did you ever read that manga or see the anime or... Uh, I've seen the anime. I think I got to like the three hundreds and kind of <laughs> fell off. I, I was just like, mm. it was one of those, and I should probably give it another shot because I've been watching more. I I used to be a very like much dub. Gotta do the Japanese voices because it's the 
makes more sense and blah blah blah. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm still like, that way. I want to have something in the background while I'm working. So I'm like, whatever. Yeah, that 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 is one of the downsides to subs because you have to pay attention. Like, yeah, you, there's you can... no like just having it in the background. Because like one of the things I've been doing like since the beginning of the pandemic is when you know I don't have anything to do and I'm bored I'll put on like Magic Arena on one screen and then I'll have like The Simpsons on another screen and I'm not really having to completely pay attention to it so I I know what you mean Um, yeah it's I'm still super picky about having subtitles because I feel like and maybe dubbing has gotten better over the years but I guess maybe I've just been traumatized by the early dubbing that that we probably grew up with where they didn't convey the emotion correctly and all that um it was like uh did you ever see ghost stories no that is one okay you have to watch it you know dubbed because they basically with this anime was like here voice cast just say whatever you want so it's super wacky oh god i've seen some of the the early dubs of one piece when Mm -hmm. when it first came out like oh my god it's so bad (laughs) yeah oh yeah but they're um, like censoring on the floor. Oh yeah, they censored the guns and made them like super soakers or something. Or yeah. oh god, it was yeah. terrible. Sanji's cigarette is a sucker. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a lollipop. That's right. Um. Ugh. Yeah, but that's I think that's the only way I'm able to digest anime nowadays is just the manga because it's so hard for me to sit down and just watch the anime and have to really be tuned because like with the manga I can just read a few chapters that Mm. I find online and go on my day at that point yeah with it that's a slippery slope for me because I I just get obsessed over things and I'm like all right now I just have to finish it and then that's how I'm feeling with one piece right now because it's yeah I I've been I loved that anime like when I first started reading it like over 10 years ago and then mm-hmm. I just dropped off because life happened. Um, yeah. And so I've been wanting to get back into it. So I decided, fuck it. Just read it every night before I go to bed. And like past month and a half, I've just been trying to power through the chapters. And God fucking shit. That anime or that manga is so good. Holy fuck. <laughs> it, it seems like now, because I know the, cre- the creator's super cool. Uh, Ichiaro Oda or something. Uh-huh. I don't know how to. Yeah. I don't know his first name. I know it's just Oda. Uh, but now it's basically like just action. There's no filler. So I'm like, all right, at least you. And he has like five more. Oh, I was like, damn. He has five more what? Years of content. Fuck. Story? I think I could be. Oh my god. Wrong. That that's like um. The, the only manga that I ever started from start to finish and never stopped was Naruto. And mm, when mm-hmm. Naruto finally ended the manga... Because I, I was watching the anime, but then when the anime did that 100 episodes of filler like in the beginning, I was like, okay, I'm done with it. I'll just read the manga. And yeah. um, so I kept with the manga up, and when it finally ended, I'm like, awesome, great. Naruto becomes the Hokage. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> um <Yeah. laughs> Uh, and, and and then oh god, <laughs> um, and then when they came out with Baruto, I tried reading some of that and watching some of the anime. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I don't care anymore. Like, N- Naruto became the Hokage. 
he he won. That's it. No more. I don't need any more. I'm done. I'm good. And I think they're bringing they brought him back or something. Naruto's young again. What? Yeah. Oh god. And Barto, I think if I were, I don't know. I I, I I did read a chapter of like the latest yeah. chapter or whatever. I don't I had no idea what the hell was going on. It seemed like they completely like they they didn't even I don't even think Baruto was even mentioned in the chapter. It was nothing but Naruto and Sasuke. And it was something like some guy got Jiraiya's powers or something. I'm like, what's going on? Like just just stop. <laughs> just at, at this point it's becoming like comic books where we have to discuss things, so Well, it's like Dragon Ball Z. It's like as much as I enjoyed Dragon Ball Super and all that, it's it was like, and I'm reading the Dragon Ball Super manga too, and it's like, it's the same thing. It's some big bad guy comes, yeah. you know, Goku's going to win, of course, and unlocks a new hidden power. And it's like, okay, can we do something different? But they can't because Goku's been the strongest for like 5 million years yeah, and stuff. But I am uh, curious, because uh, they're revamping Inuyasha. Oh my god. I have not I have not seen that since fuck I was in high school I think. Mm-hmm. I, I'll be honest I, did, I barely remember it. Like I don't think I ever saw the entire series but I know I saw a bunch of it. Um, yeah I never finished it. Because uh, I only was able to watch what was on like Netflix and that was a hundred. I remember it was a hundred. 27 episodes and I was so mad because it like didn't seem like it didn't seem like they collected half of the charts. So yeah. Like what? Yeah. I, I want these to be finished. Come on. Right. But I'm kind of excited for the new one. I'm curious yeah. what they'll do. Now, um, trying to think what else. Uh, I think last year I finally read the uh the Gantz manga. You ever read Gantz? Uh, I know of it. I did not read it, though. It's pretty fucked up. Um, yeah, that is a really messed up thing. I don't know why. I'm, like, either side of the spectrum, where it's either, like, super cute, joyful life, like, yeah. adorable, or very messed up. What is going on in this person's brain? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, Gantz was definitely one of those where... Um, definitely some chapters, it's like, like yeah. Stephen King levels of fucked up. Like what the hell is wrong with this author type shit? Um, yes. but oh, I'm trying to think of any other, I mean, okay, I, I think what really started getting me back into anime the past few years was one punch man was I finally gave mm-hmm. one punch man a shot and holy shit, that's a great anime. Like it's just, it's like the anti anime. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. Have you seen both seasons? I've not seen season two yet. That was one I just never... I, I was a little cautious with the studio change. And oh, there was studios. a studio change? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't hear yeah. about that. That's why it's a little less action-y. Well, yeah, that, that would make sense why. Um, And they ended the season on a cliffhanger, too. So, uh, I just hope we don't have to wait, like, four years for the next one. See, that's one thing, like, 
kids nowadays, or like everybody as a whole, you know, I remember you had to, you had to time out your day because like if you wanted to watch something on TV, it only had this time slot. And mm-hmm. now you have access to everything all at once, so you binge watch it, and then it's like creators can't like make something right away <laughs> if right. you want it to be good at least. Yeah, you know? gotta give them time. Right? Yeah, it's um. I've been noticing. I don't know. I'm finding it harder and harder to get into a lot of the the shows lately on like Netflix or Amazon, Hulu, because I'm noticing this one thing and. I don't know if you've noticed this or anything. Like, I've been trying to watch The Boys season two. Um, oh yeah. I, I really like the first season of it, but I'm oh. noticing like The Boys season two is falling into like the same traps that I see with every other like streamed drama show that goes out there, where they just give you little drops and hints of what's going on or throughout the show and then they always end each episode with a cliffhanger to make you want to watch the next episode and I have to say I'm getting bored with that it's because you it feels like almost every show starting to become the same in a sense like like the the plot outline and format is starting to become the same with a lot of these shows where it, it it grabs you on with the premise of it. Like the boys, is, mm. the, the premise of the boys is cool. Like, right. There's essentially the justice league, but they're all a bunch of assholes and they're complete yeah. mani- you know, maniacal ego maniac idiot, you know, anti-heroes. yeah. Anti-heroes. Right. So that right there's, it's a cool premise, but then it's falling into this plot trap of, I feel like every show is falling into where there's, something that happens they drip feed you little bits of info to get to the end of it and then boom right Mm -hmm. at the end they drop something like oh my god she was really your father or something and you're like what (laughs) i gotta watch the next episode yeah um yeah i I haven't seen the boys um but like a lot of the it it seems like with comics that happens a lot Um, oh yeah oh yeah we were trying to watch Umbrella Academy, and I couldn't weird. get into it that was at one of all. Those where we were like, um, "We'll try and you know watch one every night," but mm-hmm. then we got bored, and it seemed like it was more formatted to where you need to watch it all in one go. I, I think and that's I think one that's... of the reasons why I got bored of that too, because it's because yeah. I I I'm like you. I like to maybe watch an episode a day or every other day, something like that, because I like to try to prolong it out. I mean, mm-hmm. there's been some shows that have come out where it's like, I got to binge everything like The Witcher. I'm already on like my third watch through The Witcher and all that because I freaking love it. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's like Umbrella Academy. I couldn't get into it. I was bored. It just felt like, oh, there's a mystery happening. The world's going to end, but they're going to figure it out because there's already a season two, you know? Yeah. Maybe they just haven't, or maybe they've seen so much success with all these other shows to where they're gearing it to where it's more like you need to keep watching, watch all the time. And it makes sense because when you think about shows, like you mentioned, when you had to watch shows at a certain time slot, a lot Mm -hmm. of shows were created back then to have a beginning, middle, and end. Mm -hmm. 
and there yeah, was yeah, it could stand on its own. You yeah, don't. they could stand on its own. It was meant to be syndicated, and mm-hmm. like I, I love using Star Trek as an example. I don't know if you like Star Trek or anything, um, but the the Star Trek shows from the '90s and the early 2000s, and even from the '60s, had a beginning, middle, and end of it, and it yeah. stood on its own. And yet, the new Star Trek episodes, Picard and Discovery. There, it's like one overarching plot of it, and I think that's maybe that's where I'm starting to get hung up on a lot of these shows, where it's like, like you said, I don't want to have to keep watching it, right? I want to be able to watch an episode, be good with that episode, and then, all right, I'll watch another if I want to. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's probably what the hang-up is. Um, but I like the way you like, called it like a comic book thing. I guess that is kind of true. Well, because, you know... How so they I, and I like went back to you know yeah nerds are cool now like yeah. they picked up all these comic books the movies have done really well a lot of the TV shows I think they finally found a formula to where they enjoyed it um like people enjoyed it and then all these streaming services are getting really big and um then they're like oh look at all this content that we have access now, you know, because comics have been going on for super long, and um, like especially, it seems like Image has some. My I like Image the most out of everything because like you don't necessarily like there's just so many different stories because it was all creator controlled, mm-hmm. uh, and it seems like a lot of things were picked up then. But then that was getting annoying because yeah. I kind of was just like, because you, you get like uh, spectators at comic shops trying to buy it, you know, because their, their script got bought by some movie company. So now I have to buy all these comics so that I can resell them. Oh, God. People, right. They wanna... <laughs> I want to make the so, money, yeah. the speculators mm-hmm. and stuff. And God, that got so. so annoying. Like, I mean a good example of that just recently when Chadwick Boseman passed away and like people buying up Black Panther stuff left and right to resell it's like that that kind of stuff pisses me off where it's like you know what if there's some little kid you know Black Panther was his favorite and you know unfortunately you know the actor passed away and wants to be able to get a Funko Pop or something or whatever little toy and to remember them by and nope some assholes gotta you know freaking buy them all up and sell them on ebay but yeah yeah shit like that is, is annoying it's like like it hell that even happens in magic sometimes um like some random card will come out like i'm sure there's gonna be there probably already is like a bunch of massive price spikes of new cards in zendikar rising that have caused older cards to suddenly shoot up to a hundred dollars or whatever it's mm. one of the annoying things because then it it's for people probably like you and me who are more enfranchised in magic who've been playing for a long time um mm. it's not too bad because you know we may have those cards right but mm. for new players who are just trying to get into it yeah oh that one dollar card that you and i paid for 10 years ago oh look it's 50 dollars all of a sudden and you're just like what the hell uh, I feel like at least with magic, you can sell them easier. I feel like 
Oh yeah, I mean that 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 is a trade off too with it. Yeah, where it's it's not as bad, and I feel like Magic Oh yeah, they've been. I feel like they've been aggressively reprinting lately. Um, so as much as people are complaining about you know fetch lands or whatever not being reprinted, yeah. like Jesus, um, it, it's. You know, other cards, just look at the Passa Corset 2021, like um, Azusa or Azusa or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that card was over a $20 card for the longest time and it got reprinted down to the ground essentially. And now mm-hmm. it's cheap as hell to pick up. Scavenging Ooze got reprinted. Ugin got reprinted. And that card was like 50, 60 bucks before it got reprinted too. How oh, wasn't mm-hmm. there that, um, that Grim Tutor? Um, wasn't that like $300 or something? Cause it never had a reprint. Oh, I don't know. It was like, I, I don't know if that's the exact price, but I just remember hearing it was super expensive and now it got yeah. reprinted down to, you know, in a corset where, oh, it's 10 bucks now, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so I feel like they're doing better with reprints and all that. Yeah. Mm. It may not be all the reprints that you may want, right? It may not be fetch yeah. lands all the time, but do you even really need fetch lands and your EDH mm-hmm. decks and all that? Yeah, sure. Maybe you're playing modern and legacy, but who's playing those formats now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little harder right now. Well, I think they're like, yeah. Aren't they trying to do a arena for that? Slowly? Well, Pi- I know, I know they talked about pioneer being for available sure, in yeah. arena later this year. Um, yeah. shit. I, I mean, I'd be, I I'd love Commander in Arena right now. I mean, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever see multiplayer Commander, but yeah. even if it's like one v one Commander, I'm like, I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. Well, they have Brawl, don't they? Yeah, it's just not as good. It's like every, every time I've tried to get into it, it's and, and maybe because I'm not playing with like direct challenging or anything, but just playing with random people. All they do is just mm. play the best Brawl deck that's out there, and you're like. It was fun the first time, and then when you face it again, like, five more times, you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. It gets kind but, of uh, old. Yeah. yeah that's, that's why I love Spell Table. Like, it just makes it so easy to just be able to play EDH games. So nice. so you need to, co- you need to come on one of my streams to uh, play yeah. some EDH. Let me know. I'm always down for EDH games. That'd be awesome. I'll try to get Pixie, too, because she's... um. She is, I don't know if you ever played EDH with her, but she's hilarious. Um, she likes to be um, so unassuming. Like, like, oh, oh yeah, 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 my, yeah. my deck is complete trash. I'm not a threat at all. I'm, I'm terrible at this game. <laughs> and then all, and, and then it's like all of a sudden, oh, look, I got Corvald out and he's swinging for 20. Like, yeah, what? Like, Oops. The fuck? That slips. <laughs> I'm, yeah, that is very intriguing. Part is like the politics. Oh my god! All of EDH. I was so, just like, what? the. I, I need to start playing with different people because a lot of the people I stream with, like Pixie, um, and then I've got a few others that have just played so much with me. They all know my tells now of when I do or don't have something. So I'm just yeah. like, fuck. They they know they know exactly they know, like, <laughs> they, they know all my bluffs, so I can't freaking politic anymore. Uh, yeah, it's hilarious that it, it's all in good fun though. It's it's yeah. I, I think 
if there is like a shining light in this tunnel of this pandemic, it's been spell table and being able to play. I have never played so much EDH in my life before during this pandemic. Cause before yeah. I'd maybe play once a month, maybe if that, cause mm. I'd be too busy to go to the store and spend four or five hours there. You know, now I can just do it from the comfort of my home at night and just stream with my friends and, and I've played so I don't know how much how many games of EDH I've played. It's so much now. It's crazy. Mm. And I love yeah. it. I love every bit of it. I, I've built like. I think I'm up to like 25 or 26 EDH decks now. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. I, we were uh, we're trying to do. We saw Kess was doing this where you make a deck for each color. We're trying that. Like, I was trying we, that. Um. Because that was the one thing. Whenever it's like we thirty-two like or something, thirty-two yeah. colors. Or... Yeah. I think we're so. Doing all like the combos. Because there's the five colors, then the ten guilds. That's fifteen, and the five shards and wedges. That's ten. So that's twenty-five. Yeah. And then what? The five four-color combos. Mm -hmm. That's thirty. Yeah. Color. That's thirty-one. Is there another one? Oh, five color. Mm -hmm. 32. Yeah, so I think it is 32. Yeah. Unless I'm missing one. I don't know. No, but it's a fun challenge, though. Um, how close are you guys to finishing that? Oh, not close at all. We just started, like, a while ago. Because we were just, like, we... That was the one thing, like, whenever we're selling cards, we're like, no, not the lands, because we always can use those. So we have all, like, the land base. Yeah. Just more picking up the other cards so the, mo the the mono color decks are always the best because he's just oh mm -hmm. you just need basics maybe maybe a non-basic land here or there you know like reliquary tower or rogues passage or something but mm -hmm. most part just basics which is good um yes have you built a mono white deck yet no not yet i, I have decided I, I haven't done that one yet either it's it's so easy to just want to do like life gain and all that mm. or, or angels but i want to i don't know i want to do something else like it's it's either you know you could do white weenies with crap ton of yeah. small creatures and all that or life gain i don't know but that's Pretty one fast. of my that's one of my problems with edh is i don't want to do what's the most popular a lot of times i just want to do something that's like really wacky yeah oh yeah uh i don't know i i'm a filthy nut garbage at brewing so. oh but that's like um, but so much of the fun like, uh, I look for more like fun ones he's more competitive Chad there's like he has this Kanan <laughs> deck I hate playing against he, he has what? ramped and uh, a Kanan Kana oh 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 the, the green blue one yeah oh Kanan. gross I hate that one yeah he built that hate hate <laughs> But um, ramp and then big creatures. I mean, that's pretty much what Simic is now. Just yeah, pretty much. It's like it's gotten to a point where green has better card draw than friggin' blue at this point. Yeah. Um. No, but uh, so EDH is like the only format where I love brewing decks for. Every other format, I'm like, I can't be bothered to try to brew a deck. Yeah. <laughs> 
but EDH, I don't, it's something about it where I just love coming up with an idea and like try to make it work. And it may be absolutely terrible, but it's fun as hell. Like, um, meme decks are always fun. Like, oh, as long as you get that like one thing you want to do, like that's an accomplishment. Yeah, and, and you, you don't win. Yeah, <laughs> right. You won the game, even if you didn't. Even if you die, you're like, oh, yeah. I won. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, like whatever. Like, um, okay. I once built uh an Azorius banding and phasing deck. Mm-hmm. And it it was absolutely terrible, but it was it I loved it because especially when you play against people who don't know what phasing or banding does, they mm. they it just confuses the hell out of them. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I'm gonna go attack with my band, and they're like, all right, I'm gonna go to blocks. I'm like, nope, I choose your blocks. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what? What's going on? Yeah. yeah. Oh, guy, it was great. But, um, all right, so it's, um, all right, so I think, um, this should be about pretty much it. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else I want to ask you. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's, I I guess we'll, we'll start off with this. Uh, where can people find you if they want to reach out? Um, yeah, uh, easiest way to find me you can uh go on my website and there's email there or twitter that's usually where i respond awesome awesome well i want to thank you again for coming on it was a blast um just talking um heck i i, I wish i'd known you liked anime sooner i feel like we could just talk to anime the whole time <laughs> i was supposed to excuse me like you have you not seen my toes I have oh, seen them. I just, <laughs> it just didn't even click with me because yeah, no. it's like, I, I was just focusing more on magic and, um, yeah, I'm so sorry for like <laughs> derailing it to anime. Oh, pff. if you ever listen to my other podcast, I mean, I, two episodes ago, we spent an hour talking about research psychology because, um, the guest I had on was a research psychologist and I'm like, what does that even do? What does that mean? You know? Yeah. And so I, I was asking like tons of questions, like, what do you do? And then it's like, I guess we'll talk about magic now. No, it's, that's, that's what I try to do with these conversations where try to have the people get to know you. Right. Mm-hmm. And if anime is one of the things you love, then we're going to talk anime. I don't care. <laughs> but, um, <Filthy> weebs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to, after the episode or after this is done, I'm just going to go back and read one piece. Actually, no. I'm going to go back and probably play Ghost of Tsushima. I'm still in the middle of that game. It's so good. Oh, I heard. Yeah, I heard that was great. And it is such a long game, too. Like, I must be 30, 40 hours into the game, and I'm, like, halfway through it. But I'm literally trying to do everything in the game. So that's probably why it's taken me so long. Not usually, but it's something about this game where I want to complete everything because it's so good. Right, because some games I'll just be like, I don't care about the side quest, just go straight for the story. This game, yeah. I'm like, I love everything about it. Excellent. But um, so people can find you on Inkling Customs. Um, you've got Twitter, Instagram. Is it TikTok too? Also Inkling yep. Customs. Uh, right. yep. TikTok, Twitch, uh, Patreon. My website's just Inkling Customs. Sweet. Um, Sweet. Well, I want to thank you again for coming on, and I hope you have a great night. Thank you. Thank Thank you you. for having me. Oh, you're (laughs) welcome. Thank you.
everybody, and thank you all for listening to the episode. Hope you all really enjoyed the conversation. I know I did. Um, Jessica was a really awesome person, and um, I can't wait to play some EDH with her. So if you do like to follow my streams on twitch.tv slash magicwazubi, I should have done that in the intro, but I forgot. Uh, you, I, We are actively working on trying to schedule her on one of the streams to play some EDH uh, with us. So stay tuned for that. Uh, follow my Twitter for that kind of stuff. Um, and thank you again for listening slash watching out there. And I hope you all have a great day.